What is going on, everyone? This is Flobo Soto Netflix, the show where I go scour the Netflix app or I guess other streaming services too. But right now, we're keeping it purely Netflix for the time being. And let's talk about things that I've come across, things I enjoy, things that are interesting, things that are not as good depending on the weekend of the show. I want to thank you so much for checking out. Uh, if you're on my Patreon, if you're a Patreon subscriber, you have early access to so many of these episodes already. I think this is episode five of the series. Uh, so thank you so much for checking out those clips and letting me know what you think about those. Uh, and for those of you who aren't on the Patreon side, if you guys are just not members of the Boisterous crew, there's a bit of a two-week or three-week delay uh, having the episodes on that platform to it being made public on YouTube. And the first episode, the one on Speedcubers, just dropped for everyone there on YouTube. So thank you so much for the feedback on that end. So uh, yeah, hopefully I get to do this more. I'm, I'm looking at twice a month, but at the pace I'm going, it's looking more like weekly. <laughs> Probably somewhere in between there, somewhere between monthly and weekly. I've not really decided, but uh, Global Saw on Netflix is for you guys. If you guys want to see more content, make sure you hit me up uh, over on that Patreon, patreon.com slash Boys. The Boisterous crew is live and well. This is my first comedy special review. For those of you who are fans of another show I do called What's Up Flobo, I actually did an episode where I discussed uh, Seinfeld, Jerry Seinfeld's comedy special, 23 Hours to Kill. Long story short, I recommend it. I saw him live in Vegas uh, about six or seven months before that album dropped, or before that special dropped. So it was kind of cool to see the material that was going to make it into that special uh so it was kind of like a cool process being on that because seinfeld is meticulous and he's has his own little process and he does the same jokes over and over and over again until he refines them then has the show uh this is a little different this is uh i'm covering fat ballerina which is the comedy special from david a arnold uh that is i hadn't seen uh, David A. Arnold workshop his material. So this is like most people, like most of us, when we scrolling through a comedy special on Netflix, because frankly, Netflix has reestablished itself as a destination for stand-up comedy. When I was a kid, when I was a teenager, the holy grail was to get an HBO special. There was only like six of those a year. Uh, only the top comics or the comics right about to, to cross over to the mainstream got HBO specials, and it was kind of an event. Uh, that's shifted. You know, with the content explosion, peak TV explosion, it now is Netflix. You'll see other comedians say, I can't wait till I get my Netflix special. Uh, and it was interesting for that. Now, David A. Arnold, you may not know him as a stand-up comic. Uh, he's not as well-known and uh, in, in when it comes to like the big heavy hitters like a Sebastian Maniscalco or Kevin Hart. But he's a known writer. Uh, I'm looking at his IMDb right now. He's written for Meet the Browns, uh, House of Pains, The Ricky Smiley Show, and I guess most famously Fuller House, the Netflix revival of the Full House show. And... Uh, as I came across him a couple years ago, back when I was in the first plateau of my own comedy career, I said I wanted to try a different school or try a different method. Uh, David runs a irregular workshop. It comes and goes when, it, when he's ready. <laughs> called the Art of Stand-Up Comedy. So I was familiar with him as an individual, but this is the first time I'm actually sitting down and watching some of his material. But as Netflix, it was Sunday night. It was like 10.30, it was that perfect time where I was like, man, I can go for something that's light, breezy, entertaining, I'm willing to laugh. Um, some things to note though, before I begin to the whole review, it, the, the show is a complete hour long. Uh, sometimes you'll see specials fluctuate between 45 minutes and an hour and a half. This is like the standard hour. Uh, this is what the hour, this is what we train for as a comic. You know, we, we get booked 
uh, for 15 minutes, 20 minutes at a time. But when we do our show, we always think of an hour. Unless you're like a South African. Like in South Africa, it's like two hours. But like uh, everyone else is pretty much the hard hour. Um, so that was kind of interesting about that. Until the, the producer the show was, uh, Fat Bellerie was produced by uh, Kevin Hart, the Kevin Hart, and Dave Becky. Which if you don't know, Dave Becky is one of the more prolific uh, comedy agents in town over at Three Arts Entertainment. Uh, I I would love if I was represented by Dave Becky, but he's kind of the kingmaker in that space. Uh, so props to that. So a lot of good pedigree. Uh, let's talk about the show. Uh, for those of you who have not seen an episode of Football on Netflix, this is pretty much assuming you saw the program already, right? So this is kind of like an after show, so some spoilers are about. Interesting choice going with the small club here for your comedy special. Like it's, I used to think that one way was better than the other. I used to think in my dream, when I have this V special, when, when Flobo Boys has his own Netflix special, I'm thinking King Stater in Brooklyn or Barclay Center in Brooklyn, anywhere between 2,000 and 20,000 fans all screaming my name. Uh, if you guys seen Kid, Kid Gorgeous, which was uh, John Mulaney's special, that was in uh, Radio City Music Hall, which is a really big theater. But on the other side, there is like Dave Chappelle. Uh, he did, a, I think it was called the Brooklynimity. That one was in the belly room of the comedy store. That saved about 50. And that was good too. So even though I thought that it, at first you want to say, I want the biggest venue possible, it really comes down to being part of the show, the kind of venue selection to your material. Um, I am a big fan of Kevin Hart, but I will say his What Now special, the one that was in the football arena, was amazing. Uh, technically speaking, because as a comedian, you're supposed to interact and, and engage with your audience, and it's almost impossible to engage with your audience when you have 30,000 people in the stands. You have to come into the show with your material pretty much set, because there's no one to bounce off of. Uh, but that said, I do feel like uh, sometimes the venue may be a little bit too big for, for Kevin Hart's jokes. Uh, and I mean that with love, man. I, I saw Kevin Hart live, uh, with some of the jokes from his Irresponsible album, I saw that live, he was working on that material, tore the house down at Flappers with seats about 275 in Burbank. Uh, seeing that on a Netflix special, being in the round of like 5,000 people, didn't quite, it seemed kind of hollow. Uh, so Lupita Arnold's in his special Fat Ball Arena, little, a bigger club, bigger stage, I think it held about 300 from my eye, paid me a little less than that, and I thought it was the perfect size. The perfect size uh, for what the material is there is a bit of a balance between the lighthearted stuff talking about his wife talking about his kids and he does dabble in a little bit of the serious things meeting his biological father and, and being too poor to divorce his wife because like you remember he mentioned the bit there was a time when he wanted to divorce his wife but his lawyer was like you got nothing to split so <laughs> which is very interesting because because comedy is changing in that way i think 30, 40, even up to 20 years ago, uh, it was it was cooler to be a comic to to critique on patterns, to be observational. Uh, the, the the lame joke is, how come hot dogs are in packs of eight and hot dog buns are in packs of 10 or vice versa? I don't know how that joke goes. What happened in, uh, in the last, say, 15 years, like, there was a bit of a shift in that it was kind of like jokes became a commodity. Yes, making people laugh is one of the things, but... How can someone latch on to you as a performer? How can you show your vulnerability on stage? Some guys, like Seinfeld, for example, doesn't do it. Like, in fact, in that show, 23 Hours to Kill, he goes, 
look, I, I gave you my material, and now I gave you the personal wife and kid stuff because everyone. Uh, it was like he was almost like jaded to do that. He's like, here you go, here's your personal stuff. But even my own work, when I when I was on stage uh, doing my own thing, a lot of my friends say, hey, look, you did a good job. It was hilarious, but I want you to go deeper. I want you to more personal thing. David Arnold here kind of balances that. So there's a lot of things talking about relationships, the the role between men and women, which was pretty poignant. How basically it was basically sex first work. I thought that was. Uh, I'm not sure if I agree with it, but he said it in a way that made me go, "Hmm, mm, life advice." Mm. Uh, but then when he mixes it with uh, almost breaking up with his wife or meeting his biological father and, and, and acknowledging this man is not his father, but because of the absence of this father, he able to be the man that he was today. And also him battling with his alcoholism uh, was like a little bits of sprinkles of the deep stuff. It wasn't like um, uh, like a tell-all, like, guys, gather around, let me tell you the time where I was on this crazy bender, but there was enough of a sprinkle there to give it a little bit of merit. He jokes themselves, pretty surface level, uh, even besides talking about his, outside of his serious stories about him, the jokes weren't trying to change the world. The jokes were not like 846 from Chappelle where he sat down and systematically broke apart the differences of racial inequality in this country. It's not the kind of special. It's it's going to be my wife fell on the deck of a cruise ship. <laughs> it's going to be my kids ate all the icing. Uh, it's going to be I'm 50 years old and I got time for a six pack. That's basically what it is. And, and that's cool too because the one thing I do appreciate about how there's so much more comedy specials, there's almost no pressure to be special anymore. You don't have to have the the, the tour de force where it got to be formulaic at a certain time where it was like, here is my relationship set, here is my being a man or being a woman set, here is my family set, and I'm gonna wrap it in the package, that is my hour-long special. Uh, you can go back to that blueprint for a lot of comics that came up with their specials between I would say 2003 to 2015, you know, but but now it, it could be as abstract or on a line as much as you want. It could really be, hey, I'm visiting my parents and this is how my parents act and I'm an adult. And, and so Dave does a good thing about that. And I, I really like the fact that it, it, it's not trying to reinvent the wheel. It's a night out. Flip it on. Uh, if you're like me, you're flipping it on and, and uh, getting ready for bed. It's still like laughing along to some of the funny material. I chuckled, I guffawed a couple of times. Uh, that was pretty cool. And uh, I also liked one thing about the whole fat ballerina gimmick, for those who hadn't seen it, relates to a bit, comes through. Um, what I liked about it was I've been in a situation. I've been, as I don't have kids in my own, I, I have a lot of my friends with children that say, hey, check out this picture or check out this video of my baby drooling and I go great and I thought I was an alien and I thought I was weird but it, it it warms my heart to have past kids to be like look man don't send me any regular stuff just if your baby can fly cool if your baby's walking we all do that <laughs> a little bit of solace uh there I was definitely appreciated I, I recommend it uh, Fat Ballerina is not going to change your life. It is not like the groundbreaking specials. That's super hilarious. Uh, it isn't the groundbreaking specials from a legend in the classical sense. Like, oh my gosh, I can't believe uh, Chris Rock is doing another album. It's not a uh, groundbreaking uh, 
a stand-up special and the fact that you're not going to change your outlook on life. This is just uh, pure comedic entertainment by one of the more layered writers, surprisingly layered writers out there. So if I, if you have a chance, have an hour to kill, check it out. It's called Fat Ballerina. Uh, and also, if you are a fan of David Arnold, David A. Arnold, because David Arnold is a composer, if you're a fan of David A. Arnold, uh, follow him on Instagram. He has a lot of cool sketches, which I may argue that pound for pound may be a little bit more enjoyable uh, for those of us who like our smaller, snackable content. Uh, just him interacting with his wife, him interacting with his kids. Uh, yeah, I liked it. It's solid. If I have to give a rating out of 10, I'll say it's a good 6.9 out of 10. Uh, it's not on the pantheon of of uh, historic comedic presentations, but it definitely went by pretty quickly. That hour did not drag on. I probably would watch it again. So that is Football Saw on Netflix for Fat Ballerina. Do yourself a favor, make sure you follow me on social media. We're talking about at Flopo Voice on Twitter, at Flopito on Instagram, and don't forget Flopito.com. Two ways to support the show. You can buy a t-shirt or a mug or a mask or a hoodie at Flopito, fatthreadless.com. And join the Boisterous crew and get access to this show two weeks early with other bonus content over at patreon.com slash flowboboys. That's patreon.com slash flowboboys. Everyone who signs up is called a member of the Boisterous crew. Even though there's a Boisterous crew tier, you get this show, Flowboy Soft Netflix, two weeks early. You get other, uh, my, my gig blogs. You get uh, a unabridged, uncut interviews of New Amsterdam Radio, my podcast for creative, and so much more. Until next time, it's about time to get out of here. I can't wait to come back here for another episode of Flowboat Sawed on Netflix.